This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Laws of Kibbut Avaim, honoring parents, and especially today on Father's Day, it's a very appropriate lesson. So in Judaism, every day is Father's Day. You have to obey, respect, and honor your, fa- your pa- father every single day. Honoring parents is a mitzvah every single day. Right? It's a mitzvah 365 solar days. 24-7 mitzvah to honor. And how is it between honor and respect? Honor is feeding them, clothing them, helping them, shopping, running, whatever, all the errands, but with their money, not your money. If they don't have money, then you've got to spend. Right. If you don't have money either, you don't have to go collecting. You know? Um, that's number one. That's honor. Respect is listening to them. Not, not saying you're right, Dad. Not saying you're wrong, Dad. Not sitting in their place, not standing in their place, not contradicting what they say. So we are continuing talking about honor. A person has to honor their parents. Even after the father died. Even after the mother died. How? A person says something in the name of their father. So said my father, my master. I am atonement for his death. I wasn't going to say about their, their father. It's a very hard. This is, a, this is within 12 months. Within the first 12 months of a person's father passing away, but I say, I am his atonement. What does that mean? In other words, my life will be atoned for him. All his sins. Yeah. All, my, all my good deeds will atone for his sins. After his 12 months are up, he says, as we all say, may his memory be for a blessing. Okay, so there's a difference between within 12 months and after 12 months. Within 12 months, he says, my, ma- my father, my master, I am his atonement. After 12 months of mourning, he says, my father, my master, may his memory be blessed. And there's no difference over here between mother and father, same thing applies. However, if he's writing a letter, the Ramah says, within 12 months he does not have to write, I am his atonement. Only when you're speaking. He just writes, So today we write, Zayn Lamed. Zal. Right? You've seen on Tombstone, Zayn Lamed. Mm, yes. Yeah. Friday we write, Alav Ayn He. Alav Hashalom. On him is a peace. It's the same, similar thing. Okay. Some people say, no, even when you're writing, even when you're writing a note to someone, you still say, you still say, I am his atonement within 12 months. Within 12 months of the father dying, you can say, I am his atonement. Okay, we're moving on now. What about a father or mother goes crazy from sugar? We should never know, never know. You are not allowed to be the one to put them in a straitjacket. You are not allowed to be the one to restrain them. You've got to try and, and behave the best you can with them. Until, they have, until you feel mercy on them. If it's impossible for the son to give them honor the way they are, you should go. Leave them alone. Don't be the one to restrain them. Don't be the one 
cut someone else. Get a nurse. Don't be the one to... It's a very tragic. It's very tragic what happens in old age. So dementia, the father's you know, mother, it's terrible, terrible. The, the, the son or the daughter should not be the one to restrain them. Get someone else to do the dirty work. Get someone else. You should command other people to do, to look after them. What happened with the problem with the alcohol or drugs? Same thing, same thing, same thing. It's a very big problem. It's a very big problem. Let me come to it. A person sees his father doing an avera. Don't tell your father directly. Daddy, you did an avera. You can't tell your father. You can't tell your mother. You're doing an avera. How can you do this? Don't do this. Tell your father that indirectly. Doesn't it say in the Torah so and so? Your father is breaking Shabbat. Daddy, it says in the Torah, You can't say, Daddy, you're doing Avera. No, it's not, not Kabod. You say indirectly, Daddy, isn't it written in the Torah? As if you're asking from him. Daddy, doesn't it say this in the Torah? I had a son like that. He comes to me with a book. Haba, what does it say over here? <laughs> uh oh, yeah, you're a smart guy, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's written over there, okay, I'll tell you now. Exactly <laughs> what? Like, Daddy, what, what's written over here? What's, what does it say over here? See, so bring him the Pasuk in Parshat Yitro, Ten Commandments. Daddy, what does it say over here? Doesn't Hashem say something over here? See, it's like asking, instead of telling him, Daddy, like, so and so and so and so, Daddy, what's, what does it say? So, Kilu Shu'el Memeno, he says, if you're asking a question, you're not warning him. This is where the father will understand by himself and won't get, up, won't get upset and won't get dis- uh, disappointed, won't get angry, won't get ashamed, embarrassed. If the father says something wrong, you can't say, Daddy, it's not right. What you said. You can't tell him directly. You say, Daddy, what is it over here? Just read it. Amalu Aviv, now we come to a very famous. Uh, the father says the son go bring me a cup of water and the son is busy doing a mitzvah he's learning Torah he's doing some other mitzvah he's going to a funeral you know, tomorrow we have 11.30 we have to go to a funeral so the son says I'm going to a funeral dad I, I can't have the time so if it's a mitzvah if, if someone else can do the mitzvah there's already 10 people and your father is asking for a drink. Your father comes first. If there's no ten people, then you go to the mitzvah. Tell your daddy, I gotta go to the mitzvah. There's no ten people. I gotta go. When I come back, I'm gonna go. Yeah, so So if you can do it through other people, then you do it through other people. You give it to your father, drink of water. However, if there's no one else to do it, you do the mitzvah first, and then you come back and honor your father. So that's called a mitzvah overit, a mitzvah which is impossible to do with anyone else. A mitzvah overit is gonna pass. If you don't do it now, it's gonna pass. So you do it first, and then you come back to your father. The father depends. The father says, I'm, I'm dying of thirst, of course. Of course you mm. have to give it to him mm. first. Of course, he's dying of thirst. I, I need a glass of water. I'm, I'm a bit thirsty. So, then go to the mitzvah first and run and come back. And if you're already starting in the mitzvah already, you're patur for the mitzvah. So they have a general rule. How sick my mitzvah, patur min mitzvah. For example, I have a shur. And my father calls me in the middle of the shul, Dad, come here, son, give me a glass of water. I'm in the middle of the shul. So first I mitz- finish the mitzvah, and then go to the other mitzvah. Because I'm busy in one mitzvah, I patur from the other mitzvah.
However, if the mitzvah doesn't pass, in other words, you can look after your father and do the mitzvah, do the do the kasa father first. Father comes first. Okay, we're now moving on. Talmud Torah Gadol Mikabod Avay. Wow, look at this. Learning Torah is number one priority. More than honoring parents. So the classic case is Ravad Yosef has the question. The son says, I want to go to Israel and learn Torah. The yeshiva. Or he's in Israel already. The father says, Come back right now, I need you. <laughs> what do you do? Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah is number one. So that's Ravad Yosef, right? Talmud Torah is number one. It's a merit for the son, it's a merit for the father as well. So whether you like it or not, the father's getting merits. Come back to the father says, Come back. And the son says, I want to learn Torah. Every, t- every second the son is learning, it's a merit for the father as well. You can't get more kavod than that. How do you give kavod to your parents? You do mitzvah for them. They come. It's automatic. They get credit in their bank account. If their son is doing a mitzvah, they're getting credit automatically. Amazing, amazing. Because they raise a son who's learning Torah. Whether they like it or not, they get credit. It's amazing. <laughs> and that's how children can change their parents. It's amazing. Parents cannot change their children, but the children can change their parents. How? Because the more merit you give them, the more their soul is linked to Hashem. So automatically they start feeling something different inside. They feel different. <coughs> Person's father said, bring me some glass of water. And the mother says, bring me a glass of water. Who comes first? Don't listen, don't listen. <laughs> Who comes first? He leaves his mother. First, his father comes first. However, if she's divorced from the father, they both come first. It's only because she's married to the father, so she's she's subordinate to the husband. But if she's not a husband anymore, they both come first. Amazing. So what do you do? You're stuck. You got divorced parents. This one says do this. The other one says do this. Satisfy them both. Huh? Big problem. Huh? Right the answer is you can do whatever you want. Yeah, sure. Either way, you can't knock any rock. What if you can't eat at the parents' house because... What you do is bring your own plates, bring your own food. You do it a cupboard way. You do it in a way of cupboard. Make dark So, it's dark Some rabbis say you can break rabbinical law. I don't say that. What do you mean by rabbinical law? In other words, uh, some things are true from the rabbis. For example, say a guy is machmir on chalav Yisrael. His house, his parents don't keep chalav Yisrael, so it's not such a big thing. Because today, so things like that, you can be lenient in your parents' house. But uh, they're right there, you can't be lenient. They buy non non kosher chicken, I can't eat it, can't touch mm-hmm. it. Non kosher meat, I can't eat it. Now what about uh, if they made the food before Shabbat uh, or during Shabbat, and let's say in Shabbat you want to eat If they make it for you, sir, it's sir to eat it. You can't have any benefit from it, no one can have benefit from it. But Basically, it's, you have to make your own food on Shabbat. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Exactly. You have to make your Shabbat before Shabbat. You have to train them slowly. But if when they see you doing something, they'll, they'll copy you. If they if they're respectful, they'll copy you. They don't know. A lot of people today don't know what's involved. That's the problem. Okay. So what did we say? We said number one is we said if you're doing a mitzvah and your parents say I need you to do something, finish the mitzvah and then do it. If you have a choice of doing your parents or another mitzvah which is passing by and there's nowhere else you can do it. The mitzvah that passes by comes first. But if you can find someone else to do the mitzvah and you can look after your parents, that comes first. Your parents come first. And then we said, if the mother says do this and the father says do this, the father comes first. 
But if they're divorced, you can do whatever you want. Either one can first. Okay. The father says, break a mitzvah. It's explicit in the Torah. Ish a man should fear his mother and father but keep Shabbat so you see over there that what? Shabbat is comes before the parents father and parents say break Shabbat no sorry so and there over there the Torah puts the mother before the father fear your mother before your father why? because normally you respect your father you don't respect your mother so the Torah puts the mother first Whereas by honor, it says the father first. Because normally a person honors their mother more than their father. So the Torah reverses, puts the father first. So the father, the mother says, transgress the Torah. was a positive mitzvah or a negative mitzvah. Even a rabbinical mitzvah. should listen to it. Very, very strict. So even a rabbinical mitzvah, even a law for the rabbis. You can't break for the sake of your parents. The parents say break it. I knew of a case of, it's a very tragic case. This boy was uh, one of my relatives. He was eight years old. And his parents would drive on Shabbat. And he decided he's not going to drive on Shabbat. So they would pull him into the car. And he would cry. No, I don't cry. No, no. And they don't care. They just shoved him in the car. It's like very tragic. But today, in the, he, in the end, they all became religious. Because <laughs> they see how he's, he's striving. So in the end, he made them religious. So. He's a study. He's a real study, that boy. Really. Okay. All right. So a person is not allowed to transgress any Torah law, even a rabbinical law, if the parents tell him to do it. Not allowed to. So, the Ketiv Ishimor Vavitira, we saw. Ani Hashem. Kolochem Chayim Bekvodi. Or everyone is obliged in my honor, Hashem says. No, they are also obliged in my honor. So your parents are also obliged in my honor. Don't listen to them, listen to me, Hashem says. Okay, now what else? The father said to his son, don't speak to so-and-so. I don't like that guy. I want you to be upset with that guy. So I'm upset with him, don't speak to him. I don't speak to him, you don't speak to him. In our family, we don't speak to this guy. Like the, what's it called, the two families? Are oh, you t- from Shakespeare? McCoys. McCoys and the Hatfields Hat- and the McCoys. McCoys or the cat or the Capulets and the Montagues. Exactly. So the, the the tradition, the family, we don't get along with that family. Don't speak to that person. And don't forgive him. And the, the son wants to make friends with him. And he would have made it with his father. Don't pay attention to your father's command. It's very hard. The father says, don't talk to that guy. Don't invite him to the wedding. You don't have to, you don't have to listen to your father. Why? It's Asur. It's Asur to hate other people. Mm-hmm. So don't listen to your father. So it's very hard. You can break your relationship with your father. It's, it's terrible. It's a very hard law to keep. Your father's got to know how to do this in a way that he doesn't break his relationship with his father, his mother. The parents will get angry. I tell you, don't talk to him. Why are you talking to him? It depends. If it's a danger to you, they're warning you, don't do it because it's dangerous to you, obviously you're not allowed to do it. Hmm. But it's because we hate the guy. Why do you hate him? Hmm. I, don't, I don't remember why I hate him. I hate him. Hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I don't hate him. I'm not allowed to hate a Jew. So if you take that to a younger um, uh, form, like with Bar Mitzvah or Bat Mitzvah, 
and um, you met a family member, and it's the same principle. Yeah, same principle. But the, but the people, but, but if there's no good reason, you don't, but the 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 child has no is friendly with the other person yeah. that they right unless there's a good reason. But see, there's money involved, and the kid has no involvement. If there's money involved, there's a reason. There's a reason. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying is like if the parents like are doing it, are are are. Okay. There's no difference between a man and woman when it comes to honoring the parents and fearing the parents. However, a woman who's married, then it's up to her husband to give her permission. So she says, I want to go to see, visit my parents. I said, one second, you, you got to cook my food. <laughs> Who's going to look after me? Who's going to look after me? So the man has the rights to veto. He has the right to veto. She said, I need to go to my parents. One second. Oh, the laundry's over here. Well, who's going to look after the laundry? Who's going to make the beds? He has veto rights. Today, we are, men are being emasculated, by the way. That's what you know. You know that? You realize that? You're being emasculated. Okay. But in Shulchan Aruch, it's the same law. Shulchan Aruch says, the man has the right to tell his wife, I come first. When she gets married, she has to realize her husband is number one, and then come the parents. So it's a very important rule. So, obviously, there's a shalom bite issue. So if she's not going to listen, what are you going to do? Shalom bite issue. Where does this rule come from? I am the first. Come on. And also... But anyway, where, where, what's the sources? You want to know the source? Lamed Vav, yeah. Lamed Vav. Mishnah. Okay, Daf Lamed. Mishnah Daf Lamed. We can get the Mishnah over here. And also the wife. Kiddushin. First, uh, can you bring Kiddushin uh, Daf Lamed? Tavi, Tavi. Yeah, Yossi, go around and bring it. Kiddushin. Daf Lamed. Huh? And also the wife comes also first and parents. And what, what do you mean? Because they say the husband comes first and the parents. And yes, yes, of course, of course, I mean, of course, it says, uh, that's the Torah, it says explicitly. Kiddushin Lamed. It says, Alken Yazov Ish Midabek man's going to leave his parents and, and cling to his wife. Otherwise, the marriage is going to break down. But again, it's Shalom Bait. Today, there's Shalom Bait issues. Because obviously, he shouldn't be a fool and be nasty to his wife. No, you can't look after your parents. My parents need my help. So obviously a person could use their brains. There's halakha and there's brains. My rabbi and Israel say there's a fifth section of Shulchan Aruch. You know that? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What's fifth section of Shulchan Aruch? Common, common sense. sense. Common sense. <laughs> so a person's got to have common sense. That's why Hashem gave us brains. Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave us brains. I saw a beautiful Rav Shach. You know what Rav Shach says? This is Rav Shach. Rav Menachem Shben Shach. Rav Shach says, they asked him, is it good to keep on asking the Rebbe, shall I do this, shall I do that, shall I do this, shall I do that? Every little thing, some people ask the Rebbe, what shall I do, what shall I do this? He said, they're lazy people. So what? Let them think for themselves. Hashem gave them a brain. Of course, if halakha, you've got to ask the Rebbe. It's not halakha. Every little thing, shall I do this, shall I do that? First, God's brains. Make your own, make your own uh, decisions. <laughs> it's very interesting. For <laughs> it's the opposite of Hasidism. Hasidism, everything, ask the Rebbe, right? Rav Shach was very upset. He said, why are you asking the rabbi every little small thing? Hashem gave you brains. As long as it's not halakhic issue, it's not halakhic issue, you ask the rabbi. Well, you're going to ask the rabbi for every small thing. What did Hashem give you brains for then? He gave the rabbi brains, why did he give you brains? He's going to give you brains as well. So use the brains. People can use their brains. If they don't know, and it's a fake, whatever, but in cases where they know, use common sense. 
So Hashem gave a person common sense. We're going to treat our wives with respect. Our wife's going to treat her husband with respect. So it's a common sense. What to do? What to do? Okay, I'll have to do it. Okay. So both the husband and wife have to honor their parents. However, the husband comes first in terms of priorities. He has the veto power. That's what the Shukana says. But once she is divorced from him, she has equally obligations. Mamzer, a mamzer, a person who is a mamzer. Oh, can you imagine? Imagine a mamzer. What it's like to be a mamzer. God help us. Oh, yeah. So what is a mamzer? A mamzer is any, any child who is born from a prohibited relationship. Not just a married woman, but also from incest. Any prohibited relationship. That's a mamzer. So say the guy... This woman had a child from her brother, Barminan, Barminan. Everyone knows his mom's there. For example, Amnon and Tamar in the Torah. David's uh, half son and half daughter, right? The daughter's half. And he raped her. She never got pregnant. But say it, assume she got pregnant. Child's a mom's there. Does a mom's there have to honor his parents? You can imagine what a, what a test. Mamzer Chayav, Bechavod Aviv. Imagine. His father's a big sinner. Can you imagine? Son did adultery. His father did adultery. Nevertheless, the son has to. So this is a very important rule over here. This idea that a person's got to appreciate just being born. Today, people don't appreciate being born. People, people today know, I've been born. So, uh, okay, I've been born. Why do you bring me into the world? They blame the parents. Why do you bring me into the world? People don't realize being born is a big, tremendous, like you won the lottery. We're born, we won the lottery. It's not something to scoff at. Why? Because once we're born, we can achieve. Mm-hmm. A person never born can never achieve, can never get schar, can never get reward, can never get olamba. So being born is the opportunity. It's a gate of opportunities. And Shem gave us an opportunity. So it doesn't matter how we're born. It's not your fault. Your mom's there. The child's born. So now he has an opportunity. He says, Amzer, who is a tamid hacham, is greater than a kohen gadol who's an amaritz. He can reach a higher level. Mamzer can reach a higher level. So therefore, the, 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 this son has to honor his parents. He has to have oh, respect for his parents. Can you imagine having respect for his father? Imagine. Even the father is doing all kinds of sins. The son is not allowed to get involved. You just tell him, Daddy, look what it says over here. Look what it says over here. Tell me what it says over here. I don't care what it says. Leave me alone. He still has to fear him, give honor him, but not to listen to him. He doesn't have to listen to him to do Avirot. But he has to honor him. He says, give me a glass of water. Okay. Say bracha. Say bracha. Give me a glass of water. So, so now the Ramapri comes along with a very strict opinion. A person does not have to honor his father who is a Rasha. Unless he did Teshuvah. Okay, he brings this from I go with my money. Okay, so that's a, a machloket over here. Between the Shukhan and the Ramal. So the Sephardic opinion is, doesn't matter if he's a Rasha or not, he's left to honor your parents. Okay. The Ramal says, you don't have to honor them unless they do Teshuvah. Very harsh. But again, you know, most people today don't know. So it's not like they're doing it deliberately. Now we come to the opposite. So we said there's a mitzvah to honor your parents. But the parent has to have common sense again. Look at this halakha. A man is forbidden to put his honor too strong on his par- on his children. In other words, do me this, give me this, give me that. Always asking for things. Go here, run there, do this for me, like a slave. 
That's not the way a parent should be with his children. Don't be children not slaves, right? You agree? Everybody agrees. <laughs> I'm glad you walked in. So. Need some backup over there. Children not slaves. A person should not be, uh, and it's impossible to do this. I had a kid, a guy over here, just last week. He says, Rabbi, he says, my kid, little kid, he started calling me names. So you know what I did? I took some soap and I put it, made him eat some soap. Put some soap in his mouth. And the kid said to me, Daddy, you're abusing me. <laughs> the kid's never <laughs> dated. So I said, you made a mistake. Why? You cannot teach your son to honor you. It has to come from a third party. Your wife has to teach your son to honor you, or your teacher, his teacher has to, you can't demand honor. If you demand, that's exactly what the Shukran is saying over here. You can't demand your own honor. Why? Because then they're gonna, you're going to trip them up and they're not going to honor you at all. So it's, uh, it's Lefne Iver Lotemisho. So it's better to forgive one's honor because a father or mother who forgave their honor, their honor is forgiven. So there's a difference between a parent and a king. A king cannot, cannot forgive his honor. Why can a king not forgive his honor? It's not his honor. It's the people's honor. So like a prime minister, he can't forgive his honor, even though they treat him like garbage or the president. In Jewish law, they can't, he, can't, they can't, he can't forgive his honor. It's not his honor. He's like the president of the United States. The honor of the United States. You're making mockery of the United States. But a parent can forgive his honor. It's interesting. So the father says, you know what? You call me a name, I forgive you. You're rude to me, I forgive you. And that's the way it should be. Because otherwise, he's going to trip the kid up. The kid says, oh, now I'm a sinner. I insulted my father. I, I want to do Teshuvah. My father won't, won't forgive me. I'm a sinner. If I'm sinning now, I'll do even more. So it's very important for a person to be easygoing with their children. Baruch Adonai Deolam. Amen. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.